Right, so um, we're going to have a podcast on um, colorectal cancer screening. I'm here with uh, Dr. Bod Goddard, who's lead for colorectal cancer screening in Derbyshire. Uh, thanks for coming today, Bod. No problem. Um, I wonder if you could um, first cover the indications uh, for screening in general, any disease really. What makes a disease suitable for screening? Well, the main point of screening for a disease is firstly that it's important uh, and that there is an easy test to do which can pick up the disease at an early and treatable stage such that it does not then present later uh, when it's in a more advanced stage. Mm -hmm. That's the basic principle. Right. Uh, so if you look at colon cancer, uh, for example, we know that most cancers probably arise from polyps uh, and currently when we detect colon cancer, it tends to be at a far later stage. So two thirds of the cancers we detect in symptomatic patients will be Duke's C or D. Yeah, so they're spread beyond the bowel and maybe not curable. Yes. Yeah, okay. And other things about disease, I mean, you need to know its natural history, don't we? And uh, we need to have a test that's acceptable and not too dangerous, etc. Yeah, so we have to have a test that's acceptable to the public. Yeah. Uh, and you're always going to run into problems with bowel cancer screening yeah. with that. Um, and as you say, that includes the risks and dangers of doing a test. Uh, Basically, colorectal cancer is a, a common disease. It's a serious thing. We know its natural history and we can pick it up early and stop it progressing. So pick it up in an earlier stage, which leads to increased cure rates. So what um, evidence is there supporting the development of colorectal cancer screening in the first place? Uh, it depends what sort of screening test you're talking about. There are three main ways of screening for colon cancer. There's doing a complete colonoscopy uh, as a one-off or a, a sort of as a repeated procedure, mm -hmm. doing a flexible sigmoidoscopy at a certain age, yeah. uh, or doing fecal occult blood testing. Yeah. Now, there's no evidence really for colonoscopy screening. Yeah. Um, there's lots and lots of evidence for fecal occult blood testing, mm -hmm. and there's increasing evidence about flexible sigmoidoscopy screening. Now, in the UK, we've gone for fecal occult blood testing, mm -hmm. really based on three very, very large studies uh, looking at it yeah. um, in America, uh, in Denmark, and in this Not country. In Nottingham, Nottingham that's yeah. right. Uh, and that basically showed that uh, you could get about 60% of people to take up screening, just under. Six, six zero. Six zero. Yeah. Um, and you would expect to pick up about two-thirds of the cancers at Duke's A or Duke's B yeah. stage. So they so picked up an earlier stage, more likely to be cured. And that the test was reasonably acceptable to the population yeah. uh, and was associated with a fairly low level of risks. So what would happen and what is going to happen with, uh, what currently happens with the National Screening Programme is that people get sent a faecal occult blood test. Yeah. If it's positive, they then get offered a, um, a colonoscopy yeah. uh, and then depending on what you find in colonoscopy, you take yeah. things from there. Okay, so um, and the, the, the study showed somewhere between a 15 and a 30% reduction in death, didn't they, from, uh, from uh, showed, screening? Yeah, 19% was, 19. The, was, the, was the, is, is, the, is the current quoted figure. Right, okay. Now, so what uh, age group are screened in this country? Well, in this country, currently it's 60 to 69, uh, and it's about to be rolled out to up to 74. Right. Uh, there are a couple of pilot sites, five pilot sites around the country, which are doing the age extension. Yeah. Now, the trouble with that is is that a lot of the trials had evidence of patients from 50 mm. to 74, uh, and in Scotland, they go, they screen from 50. Okay. Uh, and why we've decided not to do that in England is a slight mystery, but I guess it's a lot to do with the fact that your pickup rate is lower in the 50 to 60-year-olds, yeah. uh, and their relative costs of therefore screening their yeah. population is much greater. Yeah, okay, but they're screening now, and uh, we just manage it in a budget we can afford. So um, what's actually sent to the patient? What is a faecal lock-up blood test? So the one that we use in this country is a hemocold test, which yeah. is a piece of card uh, which opens out to about an A5 size. There are six windows on it. Uh, 
sort of three sets of two windows and the patient uh, puts a bit of stool on two windows, closes that window, uh, puts it on the mantelpiece or wherever. Next time they go to the loo, they do it again mm -hmm. and then again. Uh, and then send it in a specially Royal Mail approved envelope. Yeah, uh, airtight. Uh, uh, many things tight, and that then gets analysed at the lab by basically just putting a bit of hydrogen peroxide on because it's a guaiac based test. Yeah, and that then changes colour to blue, which yep. is a positive. So if uh, there's blue, if when you put the put the uh, if there's blood there, it'll go blue. Yeah, if there isn't, it doesn't change colour. Okay, how uh, sensitive and specific is that test? That's one of the things that people talk about. Okay, it's pretty. Uh, <coughs> it's about. We always thought it was about 50% sensitive based on the trial data. Yeah. Looking uh, at the results in the National Screening Programme so far, it's more 60 to 65% sensitive. Okay. So we'll pick up two-thirds of the cancers right. if people do the test. So you do the test and it's positive, the chances of you... Okay, so the people who have a positive test, there's about an 11% chance of them having cancer at colonoscopy. Yeah. There is a around 60% chance of having significant polyps. Mm -hmm. Uh, adenomas over one centimetre yeah. or multiple adenomas yeah. uh, and there's about 10% chance of finding something else like inflammatory bowel disease. Okay, you do the test and the test is negative, you don't have cancer, right? Uh, mostly yes, I mean 49 people out of 50 will have a negative test mm -hmm. uh, and as I say we'll miss about 35% of cancers. Right. So we do have some people who pitch up having had a negative test yeah. with cancer. Uh, now unfortunately most of those people got symptoms uh, and therefore, it's trying to get the message across that uh, if you've got symptoms, you need to be investigated. Okay. A fig lot of blood test that is negative doesn't mean anything. Right. Okay. Why Why don't we improve the sensitivity and specificity? There There are more sensitive and specific tests around. The trouble with if you choose a more sensitive test, you're going to end up colonoscoping more people, mm -hmm. uh, and that therefore increases the uh, burden. And it's, mm -hmm. you know we are stretched as a country trying to provide the colonoscopy service. Yeah. Uh, but also that that increases the colonoscopy. Now, though that varies from study to study, we currently quote around 1 in 1,500. Yes. Uh, the evidence is that if you've got perforations that are due to polyp, a large polyp, particularly if it's over 3 or 4 centimetres, yeah. you're more likely to get perforation, more likely to get perforation on the right side of the colon mm -hmm. because it's thinner, yeah. walled. Um, but actually, as the screening programme so far, uh, our perforation rate has really been about 1 in 3,000. So right. And what's the chance of dying from this screening study? Because it's the only screening study you can die from, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's certainly true, unless you've got a very um, brusque mammographer. Um, the, we don't know. No one's died, thankfully, yet. Some people have died within the programme, having had their surgery, of course, for the cancers that we've detected. Um, but no one's died as a result of the colonoscopy yet. Um, we would expect that the perforation... The, the mortality rate from a perforation at colonoscopy is around 10%. So, uh, but what we do with this program is that we phone people up the day after they've had the test, which isn't probably normally done for most uh, diagnostic colonoscopy. Uh -huh. So we know at an early stage that people have still got abdominal pain or don't feel well, okay. and they probably get investigated at an early stage and we have a high suspicion rate. Great. Okay, so in summary then, uh, colon cancer is ideal because it's a common serious condition. We can pick it up with a screening test at an earlier stage and improve cure rates. The downside is that testing can be expensive when you get over to colonoscopy and uh, can cause complications. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, I th the other thing to say is we've picked up a, a huge number of very large polyps before they become malignant. Yeah. So we may well see a fall in the prevalence of cancer yeah. as the program rolls out. So you pick, pick things up even before they become cancer? Yeah. Okay. Um, have I missed anything else? Uh, no, not really. The only thing to say is that clearly this is, uh, we still have trouble getting this across to the public, the idea of doing stool tests yeah. and then people doing colonoscopy still doesn't receive great warmth um, yeah. and you don't see people running around in uh, brown t-shirts for bowel cancer charity at the moment. So I think there's still a lot of work to be done trying to get the, the public in
and if we can improve our uptake rates I'm sure we'll make do even better yeah people need to be more aware of their symptoms really yeah probably the best thing they can do yeah. isn't it okay well thank you very much indeed uh, bod and uh, we'll leave it there my pleasure